charisma for is you're just useless, aren't you? Everything. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Garblad Games. Simon's just complaining about being useless, and we've only just started, so you know we're on to a winner. Uh, thank you for joining us this evening. I'm charisma just waiting for the sound to kick in on... Everything. Hello, good evening, hey, there we and go. sound has kicked in on Twitch. Jolly good. So, we're going to be playing a little bit of those dark places this evening in a sort of last-minute one-shot. Unfortunately, our glorious lord and master, the Grand High Garblag himself, remains under the weather and therefore cannot lead us on a merry romp through fantastical worlds. So, we've got Simon and Aaron, and we're going to do a little buddy cop adventure set in those dark places on... A crappy space station in the arse end of nowhere, orbiting a brown planet with a mining station on it and not much going on. So the station is a rest and resupply station. There's a rail gun that fires chunks of ore up into space where they get captured in enormous, ridiculously big nets, dragged into the station processed into ingots and then shipped out on regular supply runs <laughs> crappy ass brown mining yep there you go there's a lot of there's a lot of, uh, of, of good work can be done on in an outpost like this you know when you're trying to get your life back on track yeah so what you've got is an outpost that's mainly going to be miners Diggers, down and outs, losers, space drifters, people that. Uh, Stop talking about me. Talk <laughs> <laughs> about someone else. The kind of cops that get sent here are the kind of cops that are just trying to wind down. They're just clocking the last few years of their service before they can retire back to somewhere nicer with a full retirement pension and all the benefits that go with it. Or the loose cannons that can't be trusted planet side because they're a danger to themselves and others. What would I do? <laughs> so we've got Lieutenant Dan Fresh. My friends call me Dan. Everyone else calls me Fresh. He hasn't got any friends, so you could call him Fresh. <laughs> and... Lieutenant Hondo Gaspar. He's just an old man trying to get through one last damn year and get the hell off of this station. So three days from retirement and a loose <laughs> cannon, a man on the edge. What more could you ask for in a buddy cop movie? And they're part of the station security team, which consists of about eight guys and Superintendent Kloon. Superintendent Clune is lazy, laid back, doesn't really give a shit, and is basically there to clock out the hours himself. He's been bounced from station to station because he does not do the job very well at all. And he's basically, he sits in his office most of the day with his feet up and a hangover, a two days worth of stubble on his face, and a tired old cowboy hat pulled down over his eyes, leaving his dispatcher, Beverly, to answer calls send out the security teams which consists of our two lieutenants and six officers 
of lower rank than they, just beat cops who patrol the station looking out for fights around the bar, such as it is in the loading bays, in the docking bays. We confiscate the good booze. <laughs> so everybody's a little bit crooked. Absolutely. So uh, uh, I, I'm, I think I'm Hondo's uh, third partner this year. The uh, others don't seem to make it very long. I'm hoping I have a better run. That's right, Fresh. You just need to stop horsing around, keep your head down, and ride this shit to the end. At least, at least I've got somebody's about. So on the station with you, you've got a mixture of independent miners, union workers, uh, shipping and loading companies. And you've got a small contingent of convicts and their wardens who work down below in the ore processing area. Now, the ore processing area is kept separate from the rest of the station for obvious reasons. Everything that is shit on the station is more shit down in the prison refinery. The wardens occasionally come topside and they're allowed in your office and will come in and sort of sit around, but they kind of piss you off a little bit, take up space. And they're even more corrupt than you are. And so you're... Bombing around the station one day, it's got spin, so there is some gravity on it. And you're heading past the bar. And the bar is a rough and ready deal. It's called the Rusty Nail. And it's got a picture out front of a glass with some kind of brown liquid in it and a nail sticking out of it. And it was it was little more than a shop front originally, but the shop front's been opened right out and turned into sort of an awning. Don't know why you need an awning. It's not like it's going to rain in here, but you do sometimes get overspill from the overhead pipes. And there's a couple of crates that have made making do as bar stools and some low tables. And then inside you've got the bar area. They've got three, sometimes four different kinds of alcohol. It is a cheap mushroom beer, which is the staple that most people will drink. They've got a moonshine liqueur, which is fermented food leftovers in great big oil drums that get sold in tiny little glasses because it also doubles as an engine degreaser. And then they've got what they refer to as the good stuff. And the good stuff is whatever they can import, whatever gets brought in on a ship that people can trade for whatever, somehow seems to make its way here. Although the rumour is that Superintendent Clune keeps a bottle in his desk. And that might be coming from the rusty nail as a way of keeping him sweet. Inevitably, when you go past this joint, there's some rough housing going on and it's no different this evening. As you walk past, there's the crew of a shipping, a shipping ship, cargo ship, sat drinking and a couple of the miners sat drinking and inevitably, despite their symbiotic relationship, they end up getting into a bit of a scrap. So one of the 
cargo runners says something derogatory about the shit hoppers, which is what they call the miners. The miners take umbrage at that and start throwing insults back. And by the time you get there, there's a brawl breaking out between one ship's crew and about half a dozen miners. And while ordinarily you'd be tempted to just let them sort it out between them and then pick up whoever's still standing, it does look like one of the miners has pulled out a wrench that's about two and a half feet long and maybe wielding with intent. And there's a lot more paperwork involved in grievous bodily harm. Um, is there is there a table between me and the guy with the wrench? Yes, there is. You're just approaching the bar from the outside it, there in it, the middle is, of this sort of seating is the, area. Is the table bolted to the floor? Just, just you know, because it's I don't not, want to try no. and I don't want to try and slide the table between them and just kick a table that's bolted to the floor. I shall attempt to boot the table so it glides across the floor and and goes between them okay so do you want to go for precision or booting strength you can do this as a strength or an agility roll i'm going to go i'm going to go with strength i'm just going to boot it you're going to boot it and uh, do you think this is a security or a liaison thing um um, well, there will be some liaison. I mean, arguably, it, you're trying to defuse the situation by putting a yeah. barrier between two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, well, we'll make go, a go. D6 roll yeah. and add your plus one, no, plus two, because you're a liaison primary, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's two from liaison and your strength score. Okay. Uh, so we've got six. Woo-hoo. Well, that's burned that one for the night. <laughs> yeah, so there was that total. So Nine. six plus two for my liaison plus um, three for my strength. Oh, three for your strength, Craig. Yeah, because I, I switched them. Otherwise, yeah. I could never pass a, you know. You'd never pass so a pressure roll. I'd never pass a pressure roll. So, yeah, so I got ten. Ten. You pump this table with your slightly worn police issue boots and it screeches across the floor in between the two men just as one of them brings up the wrench to bring it down on the other guy and it kind of catches him just in the nuts and he sort of leans across the table and drops the wrench as the breath leaves his, his body with a huff I shall look at Hondo and say that's how we do it where I'm from Hondo puts his head down, runs his fingers through his, his iron grey close cropped hair Looks like he's going to grab out his stunner. You're not sure who's going to shoot. And he goes, all right, I'm, I'm fresh. Just keep them apart. I'm going to the bar. Okay. So I will walk in and I will say some calm words like, well, like, what are, what, what are you upstanding gentlemen doing? Having a, having a bit of a fracas in this kind of joint. That's not what you're meant to be doing. You're meant to be getting the beers in. And I'll look at the barman and say, get him around in, barman. One of the miners um, is is a guy that you've encountered more than once. Um, I've only been in a week. Yeah. He's that guy. Not the guy with the wrench. The guy with the wrench is the one who stands behind the guy that with the mouth that runs. Uh, they call the guy with the running mouth Gobby Dave. Because his name's Dave and he's a bit gobby. Is it fresh? Come on. You buying? How much is the wrench worth? If I uh, if I sell it back to you, 
Is that going to get me enough money for a round? I'll pick up the wrench. Ah, fuck it, man. All right, yeah, I'll buy. I'll put the wrench back down again. So he I'm goes not... over to the bar with his credit chip and he beeps it on the scanner and the barman's um, just sort of dipping dirty pint pots, plastic pots, into this big industrial barrel full of mushroom beer. It's a little bit flat and a little bit fungy. But everybody starts to settle down again as a result. So, Hondo, you're at the bar as uh, as the guy behind the bar is, is drawing the beer. Hondo looks over at Gabby. God damn it. I am too old dealing with your bullshit every night. Next time, I'm just going to shoot a few of you and take you in. You're lucky, fresh, decided to play the diplomat tonight. Or I'd be keeping that goddamn wrench. Hey, whoa, LT, not my fault, not my fault. Rockhopper ah. started it, and the, the shipping guy is like, whoa, whoa, what are you saying, what are you saying? Hey, you all know better than this. This is a drinking place on this goddamn station worth a damn. And if you keep screwing it up, I'm going to bang a lot of you. Maybe we should uh, we should check out their ship, Hondo. You know, that's a good point. Maybe they got contraband. What do you think about that, Mr. Cargo Shipping? Hey, lawman, we don't want any trouble. We don't want any trouble. It, it, Sit down and drink. These crew guys look like they might be kind of related, like cousins, maybe one or two brothers in there. And they've got these sort of dirty grey coveralls. And the, the patch on the shoulder has got an, an old earth flag of some kind that you don't really recognise. At least most of them do. Some of them are up the wrong way. So they sit down and they chill out a little bit. And you sat at the bar watching these two groups of guys while you sip the free beer you extorted out of Gubby Dave. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to flick through my, like, my little data, whatever it is I have, to see if I can see any like, you know, like, like wanted criminals in the sector, you know, that kind of thing. Just so I, just because, you know, I want the big score, you know, and if it turns up here, then I don't want to miss my chance. Bless you know, you. so I'll, <laughs> I'll flick through and I'm just like, you know, eyeing up the uh, clientele. I know there's only like seven of them. Does uh, <laughs> 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 you know, even match? Fresh, you wanted to know why my last two partners ended up disappearing in the last six months? Uh, they, were looking, they were looking for the big score, too. And when they got shot, well, I went home that night, had sex with my wife, and went to sleep, and had peaceful dreams. Are we clear on what's going on here? I'm going to put it away. Can you make an education roll before you do? Uh, me? Um, yeah. Um, and you can a, apply your liaison officer here as well. Okay. So I, I've used my six already, so i got a one. Um, add one for education is two. Add my liaison is four. I got four. So you only need three. Oh, you rolled hey, a one. I rolled a one. No, you need seven to pass. Yeah, yeah, no, I failed. So you don't see anybody that looks even slightly suspicious. I mean, well, apart from the fact everybody looks slightly suspicious, but you don't see any big names or movers and shakers 
in amongst this lot. These are a crew of simple rock hoppers who are making subsistence level pay by shipping or not all processed ore from this station out to wherever Cambridge Wallace want them to send it. They probably have a huge mortgage on their ship and just do whatever they can do. And just as you're coming to the bottom of your beer, one of the miners looks like he punches one of the other miners. Just out of the blue, his arm just flashes out and clips the other miner. And they all stand up suddenly. What do you want to do? I'm looking at a hundo. <laughs> this is escalated. But they're not. They don't seem to be fighting the cargo shippers. Uh, hondo pulls out his uh, stunner, walks over. He's like, "All right, what in the hell are you doing now?" As you walk over to them, they 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 move in like they were going to do something, and then they all take a step back. Uh, and like a couple of hands come up and people are moving away before you even they even notice that you've drawn a gun and they're stepping away from the guy who punched someone who by this stage is now slid under a table and he's convulsing and twitching on the floor his eyes are rolled back in his head and there's foam coming out of his mouth damn it Beverly, this is Hondo. We need we needed the medic. We need the doc down here at the Rusty Nail. You miners, don't go anywhere. I'll uh, I'll get out of my med kit and uh, and try and um, and try and help him. Beverly says, "I'll call him right away, LT. He'll be with you soon as." And you're pulling out your med kit and trying to treat him, are you? Well, I, he's convulsing. I he don't is. think he's. I think I think he's. Uh, I'm going to say, stand back, everyone, get back. All right, gonna, make, uh, make an education check then. Four, so four plus one five for education. You haven't got think, any medical I thing. Think, I, I don't have any medical thing. So, uh, no, but you do get five. plus two for your medical kit because you're using so that. A seven. Oh yeah, so that so is seven. a seven. So you pull out your medical kit and you administer some sort of trauma meds to this guy straight away. Like a sedative more than anything else. And I the convulsing... Just, I didn't just go for the great big needle straight in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> the convulsing slows and, and eventually stops. Right. And, and as you're there and you're looking at him and try, checking him over to see what's going on, you can see that the, the veins coming out of the neck of his mining coveralls have turned a sort of orangey-red colour. Okay, I'm stepping away. And as you step away, you can see that the, the, the veins in his wrists poking out of the cuffs are doing the same thing. Hondo, this ain't natural. Damn it. Clear the bar. Everybody get out. Lock this place down until the doc gets here. And with that, uh, running in from the side, <laughs> Dr. Reed comes kind of scurrying up he's a, an older guy very balding but doesn't want to acknowledge it so he's got this sort of long streak of hair that's combed from the front to the back and 
attempting to cover the bald spot that he's got. He's got his ever-present cigarette dangling out of his mouth as he runs, which is, is more of a sort of waddle than a run because he's not the fittest guy on station. And he's carrying a, a trauma bag and he comes running up, drops the trauma next to you and goes, what you got, LT? Look at that. That ain't natural. Huh. Fuck. I'll, I'll, I'll do that, like, punch thing. You know, like, where you punch someone on the arm, but don't really punch them. I'll go, hey, Hondo, that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah, fresh. That's what you said. All right. Like, let's go round up the rest of the miners while the doc uh, kills this guy. I'm going to kill the guy. Give me some flat. Yeah, right. Uh, he reaches into his pocket and pulls on a pair of gloves that he's probably worn five or six times already today. And he kind of hustles down next to the guy. Whew. All right, what we got here? Opens up his trauma kit. Rips open the front of this guy's coveralls and you can see fresh as he does because you're closest and yep. Hondo's turned away to round up the miners before any of them slope off. As he pulls open the guy's coverall, um, his entire chest is covered in this like orange subdermal starfish-like growth. And it, it's kind of pulsing under his chest slightly. And Doc pulls out his cigarette and goes, Huh, ain't that a thing? I will wait a moment to see what the doc does after he said that. And I'll take a step back. So the doctor takes a plastic rod out of his medical bag and he pokes this thing, which is under this guy's chest. And it, it squidges slightly, a bit like jelly. And then it bursts like a massive orange zit so this thing sends a jet of orange fluid right up into the doctor's face all over his face and he takes his cigarette out again opens his eyes he's got these the two sort of white eye circles and the face covered in orange and he's like fuck fresh Get Beverly to send the nurses down. All right, I'll come, Beverly. Can we get a can we get a quarantine team down here? A what? Um, uh, a quarantine team. Um, a quarantine team. <laughs> quarantine team. A quarantine um, team. Yeah, um, I think if the duck goes anywhere, he might contaminate the entire station. And we might all die. Oh, uh, oh, we, we got hazmat. Uh, that'll do. Send them. Oh, and uh, the doc wants some nurses, but I wouldn't send the nurses down here. This is really bad. <laughs> uh, doc, I've got the nurses on their way. He's He's got a little, like, lemon fresh wipe out of his medical bag and he's kind of cleaning this orange shit off his face 
I'm, I'm going to gesture to the uh, to the barman to to move towards me as I'm stepping back towards the doorway. So, Hondo, yes. you've uh, you've gone to round up the rest of the miners. Right, you lot. Where were you before you came here? Why'd that guy punch you? Uh, and what the hell is wrong with him? I start talking now. Hey, Hondo, he he didn't punch me, man. It was it was like a like a seizure or a twitch or some shit. His arm just went out. I thought he punched me. I was gonna punch him back, and then he just before I even you know he slid under the table. He was all like shaking and shit. Yeah, well, why did all of you put your hands up and back off of me at the same time? Because, like, he fell down and started frothing at the mouth, and mm-hmm. I didn't do it. But right, we all been down in the shit. In the shit is what they call planet side. When did you get back? Uh, time is it? Station time. We've been back about eight hours. You know, enough time to take a sand shower and eat some protein bars and cash in our claim. And were y'all in the same area? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're a team. That's what we do. Yeah, that's what I thought. Let me see your hands. Let me see your veins. Ain't nobody leaving till the, till the dock or his replacement clears you. Can you make an education roll, please, Aaron? Sure. Education and... Is it a security measure? It is a security or... measure, yeah. Okay, okay. so that'll be a plus four. I got a four on the die. Plus four is an eight. Nice. Uh, there is one fewer miners than there should be, including the guy on the floor. So there were about six of them. You've got four of them here, one guy on the floor, someone's missing. All right. Unless all of you want to get docked pay and end up in the shit, and I don't mean the planet shit, I mean one of my crappy little cells for the next two work cycles, you're going to tell me where your missing crew guy just ran off to. And they look around and they kind of look at you and say, oh, fuck's sake, kid. Uh, it's the new kid, Hondo. He he doesn't know shit. Yeah, he's a where dumbass. I don't know where he's gone. I mean, he should have stuck with us. I mean, maybe he went back to back to our quarters. I don't know. What's his name? Luke. Luke. Uh, we call him Lucky. Lucky Luke. I, I mean, he ain't lucky, that... but we call him that because his name's he, Luke. He definitely isn't going to be lucky because if I got to chase him down, he's going to have the worst day of his short life. Do you know how close I am to retirement? God damn it. Get in the bar. You guys are staying here until I find this Luke. That one of the other miners goes, I th- three months, two weeks, and six days? All right, you can go. <laughs> the rest of you in the bar. So they, they kind of all gather in the bar. Meanwhile, fresh, the barman's come over to you. Uh, we we all need to. Uh, this ain't right. We we need to we need to get out. Um, but have you got any good stuff behind the bar? We don't want to leave it in here. When hazmat get here, 
they're going to seal this whole place off. And I'm going to suggest that we, we, we get his good beer, good, good liquor and, um, you know, and, and get out before, before Hazmat turn up and seal them all off. Shall I make a charisma check to see if he believes me? Yeah. And you can use liaison on this. So I rolled a four. Oh, that's brilliant. And Mitchie's just said, I imagine Hondo as a mix of Dirty Harry and Odo. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Perfect. Four, eight. So I got ten. He kind of goes white as a sheet and pulls three bottles out from under the bar, realises he can only hold two of them and presses this, this weird sort of clay bottle into your hands that's yeah. got some kind of writing on it that you can't even read it's like uppy downy writing yeah okay all right to, look just just hold on to this and and help me get out of here and you can keep that one okay i'll hold on to it and i'll, I'll usher him i'll say honda we we, we we don't need we do you want all these guys in here hold on beverly i need two patrol give it send two of the better patrol kids down here to the bar to take custody of these miners. We need them for questioning until I find this asshat Lucky Luke. Sure thing, Hondo. Is uh, is is Dan okay? Yeah, for now. Oh, thanks for your concern, Beverly. I'm uh, I'm all good. I'll I'll have to uniform on you in uh, in in ten. Okay. Right. What's the ETA on hazmat? Hasman are getting suited up, and they'll be with you in maybe 20 minutes. Right. They hey, Doc. have a good response time on this station. <laughs> hey, Doc, are you dead in there yet? He's just finished cleaning all the, this sort of orange pussy goo off his face. Like, why the fuck would I be dead? Come on. Uh, yeah, right. No reason. Yeah, you're a model of health there, Doc. Hey. Keep up the good work. What can I say? As the um, as the farmer got the key to the door, uh, the door is kind of the awning. The whole thing kind of just folds down. <laughs> Does it? Okay. Yeah, it'll be dark in there if you close it. Will it? So the doc, doc, have you got a torch? Torch? Uh, fuck no. Uh, I got a head. One of the. Yeah, hang on. Like, got one of these headlight things. Okay. <laughs> I'll step out of the bar and I'll hit the awning so it just closes. So as the awning closes, the last thing you hear is that it's going, Fresh, you asshole! <laughs> Hondo knocks on the metal awning door. <laughs> Listen up, you mining scum. A couple of cops are going to come by here in a few minutes and they're going to take you down to the station. If any of you are pussy or orange... They're leaving you here with the dock. So keep your distance. And I'll right. produce I'll produce this bottle of, uh, of liquor. Look what I got, Hondo. <laughs> the, uh, the, the mining crew are kind of t- trying to leave, but not sure if they're allowed to. So they're doing that kind of loitering with intent thing. And that, that they kind of look at you, Hondo, and the older one who's got this sort of salt and pepper moustache. Uh, it's slightly thicker jowl. He says, so, so uh, me me and my boys, we can go? No. 
Stay here. A couple of patrol guys are going to come by in about 10 minutes and take you over to the station. Just for a few questions, you're not under arrest. We need to make sure that nobody else is sick, and then you'll be free to go. But, but me and my boys, we didn't do anything. I said you're not under arrest, but if you keep talking, that's going to change. Hey, no problem, cop man, no problem. And if I find any of you others, other than this lucky Luke, have skedaddled before the patrolmen get here, I will be coming for you, too. So at or this more point, likely. Um, two nurses and the other, the two patrolmen that you've radioed for kind of hove into view. Um, you've got one of the nurses is... Uh, He's a guy with some experience in sort of mental health nursing. So he's very, very big, huge, huge man, not just strong, but also very large. And he's carrying a stretcher and a medical kit with him. And then walking in between the two uniforms is the other nurse who's much younger, uh, pretty blonde, likes to wear his uniform undone to about the waist and is chatting with the with the two cops while the big guy just sort of lumbers along carrying everything and and the, the two junior officers are like LT LT what's up could be nothing could be a contamination problem docs closed in there dealing with the patient I'd wait till hazmat shows up all these miners here were there working the same shift with the guy who got sick. Keep them under control. Wait till the docs and the nurses look them over. Make sure they're not sick. Find out where they were working and what they were working on. And as long as none of them are sick and none of them give you any shit, they're free to go. But I want to know where they go. Sure thing, LT. All right, assholes. Sit your asses down up there. Uh, let's take statements. All right, Fresh. We got to go track down this guy, Lucky Luke. Um, I'll hand my bottle of booze to one of the uh, one of the officers and say, um, I think this stuff the uh, the uh, super likes. So you better um, just uh, put this stash somewhere in case we need to sweeten him up. You know. I don't know what you're talking about, LT. I didn't see anything. I'm ready, Hondo. Let's go kick ass. <sighs> the, the the twink nurse kind of waves at you from, from over where he's sat with the miners, like, hey, Fresh. I'll do that whole smile thing where it goes, ting! <laughs> <laughs> and I won't, even, I won't even know I'm doing it. It's just like a thing. All right, so the miners um, sleep in fairly cramped quarters that aren't too far away from the prison refinery. Um, It's cheaper for heating because it means that they can just vent the heat from the refinery through the lower levels of the station. So accommodations down there are much cheaper. Uh, The miners that you've been talking to, they're a set crew, uh, the, the digger dogs. And the digger dogs have like a dormitory of their own. It's got eight beds in it. In bunks. So four sets of beds. Okay, I'll I'll go and make a search. 
see if he's like you know hidden in a compartment or all right so it's a short walk down there through the station and the station is not a big wide open place this is this is no deep space nine or babylon five this is a shitty little mining station outside a really shitty mining planet so the quarters are cramped you can hear like buzzing and rattling from the vents as you go because as the refinery down below is producing these ingots from the ore it's not producing it in like a constant flow so you get like the pulses from the vents so every once in a while you get this rattling sound and then a jet of hot air goes out of one of the vents and and when they do sometimes you get a little bit of dust as well so there's dust along the floor on both sides of the the corridor little tiny bits of rock dust it gets everywhere it sticks to your shoes it powders up everything's kind of faintly brown as a result of this dust Um, higher up near where the water lines run you've got mold and mildew clinging to the ceilings some people like to try and cultivate mushrooms in there as like a free snack but you're not entirely convinced as to the healthcare values of being able to do that kind of thing. So you, you walk down through the station and it gets shittier the lower you go. And you get to the uh, the Digger Dogs dormitory. And it's, it's very much what you'd expect from a bunch of miners. There's like shit strewn on the floor, empty cans of mushroom beer, posters taken out of magazines stuck up on the wall sometimes inside some of the bunks unmade beds and it's quite empty and quiet at the minute but there's a faint hint of like a cheese smell in the air god i hate this place Let's toss his bunk in locker and see if we can figure something out. Um, are the lockers are the lockers named? Do we know which one it is, or are we gonna toss them all until we find one with the, 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 the you know? Yeah, they're not named because they know whose lockers are whose. Oh, well, there you go then. So I'll just start on the left. So you go through the lockers. They're very much of a muchness. They've got a couple of stained overalls in them, uh, a little cabinet at the bottom that's got you hesitate to say fresh underwear certainly underwear uh, while you're going through you find uh, a little packet of pills in the back of one of them there's only like six pills in there um, so personal use uh, another one's got some dirty pictures look kind of like polaroids tucked in the back of his cubby hole uh, and one guy's got a book written in a language that you don't speak that's okay I only speak one <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's a fair chance whatever book I found was going to be a language <laughs> I didn't speak I mean the words look are written in English letters, but they they don't make any sense in in like standard Terran English. Okay. Uh, but you don't find any. Actually, I didn't get you to roll, did I? I won't get you to roll. You don't find anything. Hondo, I haven't found anything. Yeah. 
So, Hondo, what are you searching while he does that? I'm tossing the bunks. Okay, so you're tossing the bunks while he does that. So I'm going to get you to make an intelligence and security... Not intelligence, education and security role. All right, I got a five on the die, plus four for a nine. Nice. So you you toss the bunks... um, Again, much the same. These guys aren't really trying to hide stuff. This is just really shit hiding. Uh, So you find a couple of packs of smokes, one of which has some herbal cigarettes in that aren't strictly legal on station. Uh, Hondo crushes that package and puts it right back down where it was. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, More of a concern, you do find... uh, a Dazer Mark One, like a big old chunky pistol Dazer, uh, yeah. very old, very, very out of date now. So Hondo looks at that, groans, realizes the amount of paperwork he's going to have to do, field strips it quickly, pulls out the coil and the trigger mechanism, pockets those then pisses on the guy's bunk where he found the, the right on top of the completely disassembled uh, Dazer. He's like, all right, that should be good enough. Goddamn miners. We didn't see that fresh. There's no paperwork to be done here. Yeah, you. neither of you find anything in your search of the place other than the, the stuff I've already described to you. So, Fresh, what are you doing with the, the bits and pieces that you found? Just putting them back um, or keeping hold of them? No, no. I've just watched Hondo like like field field strip pistol and uh, and I'm just like that's impressive stuff there, Hondo. And I've been doing work. this for a long goddamn time. I'm gonna I'm gonna whatever I found I'm gonna put on the floor. I'm just gonna stuff on it. So this little baggie no full of six pills, you kind of stomp it into powder. Yep. No paperwork, Hondo. Didn't see nothing. Leave a bit of a boot print on the the dirty pictures that you found. Do you stamp on the book as well? (laughs) No, No, I'll put that back because, you know, that could be be important stuff. Could be. Yeah, and someone's trying. Trying to better themselves, yeah. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. All right, but there's no sign of Lucky Luke. Okay. Beverly. Beverly, we've got a runner. Lock down any ships that are leaving the station, at least until we can clear them. Okay, sure thing, Hondo. Um, just just so you know, uh, there was there was a, a guy running on cameras, but he went into one of the dead zones. God damn it! Let Fresh know if he pops back up. You know how much I hate talking on these goddamn comms. Okay, sure. Hey, Dan. Hey, Beverly. Uh, section 14. I'm on my way. He ran through 13, and 14's a dead zone, and he hasn't come out into 15. Well, let me know if he reappears in 15. We'll head to 14 and check it out. Sure will. I'm going to smile at Hondo. Thanks, Hondo. And then, uh, it was good to be young once. 
<laughs> we'll head on. Um, so I, I'm, I'm assuming Hondo heard where we were going. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah well, we'll go that way. I'll wait for Hondo to actually show me which way we're going. <laughs> yeah, because you don't really know your I'm, way around. You're quite This new. way. <laughs> so the, the station's comprised out of about 72 sections, um, about 20% of which are dead zones because the cameras have either packed up, stopped working or been broken by someone and they ran out of enough spares to fix them. So they've just left them. Um, they know there are a few places, you know, there are a few places in some of those dead zones where you've got some transients who are sort of sleeping and trying to make a living off of stolen water and wall fungus. It's often more trouble than it's worth to clear them out. So you've sort of left some of them in. They're probably going to die anyway. Every once in a while, you'll round up the junior officers and you'll do a sweep of a section clear out any corpses that you find uh, but section 14 is one of the dead zones it's on the outer edge of the station low down so not far from where you are I tell you what fresh I got five payments left on a beautiful little bungalow in a subtropical planet where it rains every day. And I tell you this, if I get off of this stupid mining station, I am never going to look at dust again. And I am never going to be coated in it again. I'm going to get out of my baton and go, <laughs> go, I'm with you, Hondo. Let's make that dream happen. <laughs> Let's make I'm, that dream I'm, happen. I'm going to give Hondo the smile. Ching! Hondo's just like, God damn it. So as you get just... down to section 13, uh, Beverly crackles over comms again. Hey, Dan, I, I see you on cam. Uh, 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 thanks. Thanks, Beverly. Uh, we he, really he appreciate went, your help there. He went out towards the edge. So uh, keep going straight. Don't take a left. Okay. I'll take point Hondo. I like this plan. <laughs> <laughs> right, so as you enter section 14, yeah. it's darker than the others. Um, the lights are sort of sparking and fritzing. They don't all work very well. A lot of the dead zones are like this, uh, where they get sort of left and not watched because nobody sees them. Nobody really cares about repairing them. So facilities don't come down here. They don't give a shit. You've got old crates. Uh, for some reason, there's a shopping trolley. Wheels and all. Hey. Parked in this section. Crates, old tarpaulins over the top of them. A thick layer of dust on everything. The, the vents in this section are almost gummed up with dust. And so they kind of bark and buzz whenever the um, refinery pulses so there's this constant intermittent buzzing barking sound a drip in the distance just three drips and then pause three drips and then a pause three drips and then a pause so fresh if you're going first make an education and security 
Education security role. Uh, roll the three. Education one four. Security one five. Five total. Yeah. Okay. So you don't really notice what's what's watting as you're you're heading along. These distractions, the noises, the buzzing, the barking, the dripping. It's all a bit much for you. The annoying flickering of the lights. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't attuned myself to the station. You haven't attuned yourself to the Maybe station. Maybe that's what happened to my let, Let's see if Hondo has. Right. Okay, so education two, security two, got a five on the die, that's a nine. So, um, Fresh has walked past it, completely oblivious, but you notice um, this really vibrant orange electrical wire stretching along the wall at about waist height suddenly and then you realize it's not an electrical wire it's actually faintly organic looking looks kind of like a vein or a, a vine or a root of some kind and it's just stuck to the wall and getting thicker in the direction you're heading fresh I'll stop. yo look at the wall what do you see oh wow man that looks like that guy's like arms and chest and everything and it's getting thicker. You know I what I going. see? I see that beautiful retirement bungalow fading in the distance. God damn it. I would like Let's both of you to make a vein. pressure roll at this juncture. Uh, okay. This is where things get ugly. <laughs> no, I didn't get a six. I got a five, and I got a five for my pressure, so I made the, the ten. Okay. I got four, um, and I, so I got... Uh, eight. So you only got eight. Okay, so you gain a point of pressure. Yeah. Then Simon, from yes. this this creepy shit on the wall. Hondo's okay for now. Come on, fresh, hold it together. I'm sure this is going to be okay. He's, He's just a little bit squicked <laughs> out at this point. So as you follow this this sort of vein, um, others start to join it lower down the wall higher up the wall uh, and they're getting thicker as you move down the corridor until you get to about halfway through section 14 and attached to the wall is this big orange starfish like shape with weird little tentacles kind of pulsing out of it uh, and you can see around it bits of a person like at the top of the starfish just dangling off of the top leg with this look of surprise on his face is the head of Lucky Luke um, well. you've got one of his arms dangling down from one of the arms of the starfish and a hand kind of sticking up out of the other arm and then some shoes on the floor near the feet of this thing that look like they've been ripped apart and there's, there's some blood and some intestines and stuff, but it's now interwoven with these orange veins, which seem to be projecting out of the tips of the starfish's legs. So that right there is another pressure roll, my friends. No, <laughs> this wasn't in the station brief. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I failed that pretty hard this time. <laughs> okay, so I got a, a one on the die oh, for a total of six. That's a point of pressure for Hondo. 
got a six. You did it. No pressure for Fresh. Fresh has obviously gone, right, I was squicked out by the tiny little vein. I'm not going to be bothered by the giant pulsating starfish. All right, Fresh. Uh, yeah, let's back up. Let's just back back up quietly. I'm going to not take, touch anything. I'm going to take a step back. and I'm going to pull my gun out. <laughs> and I'm going to shoot the guy in the head. Not Hondo. The guy. <laughs> Remember, your gun is is basically a an overclocked taser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Okay. I, I'm, 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 I think I'm trying to put him out of his misery because I'm not sure if he's dead or not. Okay. He. Hondo is looks pretty dead. Hondo is quickly backing up, and he's on he's on the comms. He's like Beverly. I know I told you I hit at the comms, but listen up. <laughs> I need burners or a shotgun uh, and hazmat suits down here in this section right now. Hondo, hazmat uh, are at the bar. All right, send some of the patrol guys to at least bring me a goddamn shotgun. There's weird shit going on here. Tell the chief the station may have to be completely locked down. Oh, he's not going to like that. Do you, can I just can I just seal off fourteen? If there's a problem in fourteen, why not just seal off fourteen? Well, we don't we don't know if we don't know if it goes past fourteen we're, yet. We're we're in fourteen, Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. I'll, I'll I'll get a uniform out there with shotgun. Yes. Or do you want one of the the flame units that they use to clean the mold? One of one of each. Okay, sure. And tell the chief if he doesn't hear from us within the hour that we're probably dead, and that there's a contamination running loose on the station, and he's gonna die here with me. That fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> I got eight. I got. I rolled a five. Uh, two for agility, one for my security, because I'm sure I get that. So I got eight for my shooting the guy in the head with my taser. Yes, yes. You 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 tase the guy in the face, and, and his head kind of twitches and jolts a little bit. And the the starfish thing laconically peels that top arm off, and the head just sort of drops to the floor and rolls across the floor to, to look up at you. I shall feel satisfied that I've actually made an attempt to do something <laughs> to aid this man in his death. At which point, that, that free-flowing tentacle tendril thing yeah. takes the opportunity to lash out at you. So it sort of weaves slowly around, points at you, and then shoots out this pulse of orangey pus like you saw from the chest thing can I try and like uh, so is it like a is it like a tendril that's coming out at me can I try and you can like, try and dodge it? yes can I try and bash it with my um, with my stick yes you can uh, that will increase the difficulty so we're going to be looking at an agility and security roll and agility. you're going for an 8 agility and security uh, that's not too bad. I got a five, so that's okay. So is that a total of eight? Yeah, it's a total of eight. Oh, okay, good. So yeah, you step to the side and you... I thought, I thought I was done for. Sweep your baton through this projection. And it seems to be mostly liquid. It's got very strong surface tension to it. So it's it's quite viscous, but as you smack through it with your baton, the liquid inside seems a lot less 
um, tough than the surface tension would suggest. Right. And the, the end of the tendril that goes past you flashes off into the corridor and kind of lands with a bit of a splat and some of this orange stuff sprays up the wall. You've got a bit on your baton. All right, I'll drop the baton. And and then I'm and then I'm gonna hurry towards where Hondo's standing. Shit, Hondo, that was a bit scary, dude. Fresh, remember what I said? Two partners dead. You're cruising uh, for number three here, kid. Can I borrow your baton, Hondo? No, you cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I shall lost my Beverly, can you can you uh, get me a spare baton, please? I <laughs> Fresh, I love you, but what can I do? I mean, we've got two uniform at the bar. We've got two uniform on the way to you already with a flamethrower and a shotgun. That... Beep. Sorry, sorry, Beverly. I uh, seem to have cut you off. <laughs> uh, hey, Beverly, have you heard from the doc? Uh, no, the, the doc seems to not be taking calls, but the, the officer's at the bar they said everything seems to be pretty quiet inside do it hold on Beverly comes over to the patrol guys don't open that bar do not open that door I don't care what you hear do not open that door yeah sure thing LT they, they've been pretty quiet and in there do not let any of those miners go if any of them try to run off stun them and lock them up yeah sure thing uh, hey LT is there a back way out of the bar? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Is there a back way out of the bar? <laughs> the barman. The barman. Well, we stood with them because the barman came outside. Yeah, but he's gone home. Oh, he's, he's gone. He's gone home and taken his two bottles of booze with him. <laughs> taking his two bottles of booze with him. Uh, I'm, I'm going to check. I'm going to. I'm going to check around the back. See if there's like a, like a loading bay or a thing under the ground where they put the beer yeah I get alright well that was pretty close there Honda I think we, we we got through our first little skirmish pretty well there I think we're you, quite a team you realize that we have completely screwed the pooch on this one right fresh I swear if you weren't such a pretty bastard. <laughs> so in section 13, uh, you start yep. to see two lights kind of flashing around the walls. Uh, and somebody calls out, Gaspar Fresh, you in here? Yeah, down here. And these, these two other uniforms kind of come in. Sort of slouch towards you. You were... You want to take out? Yeah. And he's holding a shotgun. He just kind of throws it across to you. Hondo hands the shotgun over to Fresh. Give me the burner. I see you've role-played with Simon before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look at the shotgun because I've never had one of these before. The, the other guy hands you this sort of two-handed make-do burner that's been converted from a, a welding torch and a, an oxyacetylene supply 
It's uh oh, no, looks down. She's like, God damn. <laughs> point and shoot, LT. Fair enough. Hey, fresh. Do not shoot at anything that looks goopy. If you get any of this orange shit on me, you're going down with me. Okay. We burn it first. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to basically put the shotgun so it kind of goes across one shoulder, across my back and like the other way so it's like oh my god. We're going to die. <laughs> All right, let's so, go see if we uh, can we, burn we, this stuff gonna out. We're going to go, LT, because uh, I clock off in like an hour, and I still got to get up to 72 and do a pass. You don't clock off in an hour. Neither one of you do. Go back to the bar. Help make sure it's secured, and if there is a back way out of there, track down wherever the doctor went. Oh, and report back sake, to me. Condo. Hey, it's double time. Thank you very much, sir. I'll be right on that. Turns to Fresh after he goes, I got no way to authorize that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but surely they should know that kind of thing by now. Yeah, Hondo? Yeah, I'll get Clune to sign it. Fat <laughs> bastard. Okay. All right, so I'm you've got a, a homemade flamethrower and, and a shotgun. So we go back down, or, or Hondo goes back down. He gets uh, he gets out to where he thinks the firing arc from this uh, torch is. Stands that far back and shoots that starfish center mass to see what happens. He's like, fresh, be ready to run like hell. Okay. I'm okay. like a good meter behind Hondo. Smart. So... Uh, if you could roll an agility and security roll. All right. That's a plus six. Yowza. And a six on the die for a 12. That is that is very, very successful. And, and so you hit this thing, center mass with the flamethrower. And, and the arms all kind of curl in when you do around that. But they can't get into the flames. They like curl around it as though they're trying to protect the center mass, but they can't get into the flames as well. So they, they start sort of waving and pulsating quite violently, shooting off jets of that orange goo left, right, and center. The flamethrower is definitely working effectively. This thing's making this sort of bubbling, screeching sound, not like a, a noise of pain, but the sound of something boiling, something very liquidy boiling inside a closed space. Ando just keeps the pressure up, just figurating around the starfish shape and the veins coming off of it until it's like... The veins all start to pull back in towards it as the intensity of the heat goes up, as it's trying, it seems like it's trying to replenish itself or fix itself. And then as the center mass starts to blacken and char and the arms become loose and floppy, uh, each of the arms ejects like a dozen little round yellow balls. These things go pinging around the corridors. They bounce off of walls. They roll down the center of the corridor. One lands in the trolley. I'd like you both to make an agility 
and security roll to avoid being hit by one. Four on the die for a ten in total. I got three, so plus three is six. So one of these little yellow balls smacks into the shotgun that you're holding ready. Yeah, yeah. And sticks to the end of the shotgun and little orange veins start to grow out of it around the end of the shotgun. Ah, shit, I know. Drop the gun, fresh. I'm going to throw the gun back into the flames down where the corridor is. Each one of the, if you hit one of the yellow things with the flamethrower, it, it bursts in this little pussy bubble. That's what Hondo's just trying to track all these little balls down now and just burn them. All right, so let's have an education and security roll to see if you can track all of them. Okay, it's a plus four and a four on the die for an eight. So you get all of them. You track them all down. You give them all a little blast. These things burst much more easily than the big one. The big one took sustained fire, and it's a good job because the flamethrower kind of gutters and runs out before you can do the one in the trolley. So you've got this little yellow ball thing, slightly organic, a little bit slick and slimy, just sat there in this shopping trolley. It's about the size of a baseball. Damn it. I'll look at Hondo. I'll, I'll go, I'll, I've got this, Hondo. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll slowly walk over to the shopping trolley, grab the handles, and then slowly move it and try and push it down the corridor to where so it goes further in, further away from us realizing we could actually just both back away from it and that would do exactly the same thing alternatively um yeah. thinking about this you could potentially take it for analysis yeah but i've got an education of one but this is so. true so you try and push the trolley away ah. <laughs> pretty much that's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to I'm going to get on the comm. Say, uh, uh, Beverly, um, I don't know what's going on with my communications there. Can you check back through the CCTV? Sorry, can you check back through the camera feed to see if anybody else came in here before lucky? No, uh, nobody else went in and out. I've been checking the feeds, and it was only that that one guy that went in there. Mm. Oh, uh, right, your nearest Beverly. your nearest dead zone after that is uh, eighteen. Is 18 directly connected to this dead zone? Okay. No, it's not. All right, Beverly, lock this uh, lock this zone down completely after we pull out. Okay, locking down 14. Ah, oh, man, I had a shotgun. Didn't even get to use it. Right, don't worry, we're going to go get another one and some more fuel for this flamethrower. I don't think we're out of the woods yet. So with a shrieking, so. grinding noise, the... Um, Oh, God, what are they called? Doors. Not blast doors. Bulkheads. 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 That's the word I was looking for. The bulkheads slide down at either end of 14, sealing it off. Uh, your comm goes, Hondo. Hey, LT? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Travis back at the bar. There's, there's a lot of shouting going on in there. Somebody's Is real the... unhappy. Is it the dark? No, I mean, it sounds like everyone's shouting in there. 
There was like a uh, bang a minute ago, and now there's all this shouting. Don't open the... Was there a back door to the bar? No, no, there wasn't. Um, right. Not that you could get to from the bar. Don't you have to come it. out and round. Don't open anything till we get there. No, uh, I, I just called up to Beverly for a, a hard lock. I'm going to just pop that on this door just in case. Good thinking. You're going to make lieutenant as soon as I'm dead. <laughs> you can't be killed, Hondo. Well, I love the way you think, You've only got three, month, three months, two weeks, and six days till your retirement. Kid, if I could give you a promotion right now, I would. Double time for your shift. I still can't do that. Fresh. Can't. There's probably like a poster up on the wall in the in the HQ that's just got how long till Hondo retires. Yeah. And remind you that he can't give you double time. <laughs> <laughs> that's above all the lockers in the junior ratings. Yeah. Locker room. Hondo cannot give you double time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he might shoot you if you say no. Clune, okay. this is Lieutenant Hondo. Hondo, what you the want? crap is going on out there? There's some sort of infestation. Fuck's sake, Growing what do I pay you people for? You pay me to keep your ass sitting in that chair drinking cheap booze till you retire. And in fact, you know, if you didn't retire a month earlier than me, it'd be my ass sitting in that chair and you out here. So just listen to what I gotta say. Clune, you God damn bastard. Anyone anyway, having a bad day. You can talk to me like this. I will fire your ass out an airlock. The only reason I don't do it to Gaspar. Yeah, it's because I don't want to do his job. It's shit. That's a fact. That don't anybody, any of you other kids, talk to my superintendent like I'm talking to a piece of shit. Kloon, the station is infested with something. It's burrowing into people or being ingested by people it's growing out of them killing them and then growing across the station section 14's locked down if anybody is reporting any kind of orange growths on the walls or on people they need to be quarantined and we need to shut this stuff down fast it was the digger dogs this is going to be two years we don't we don't we don't we call this in it's two years of science teams crawling all over the station. Well, then we ain't let's going lock nowhere the if we quarantine the station. I know. Let's do, let's lock down the digger dogs. Find out what they were doing and make sure none of the rest of them are infected. Burn out the bar and then do a do a two by two sweep of all the sections of the station and make sure it's all contained. Fire does the trick. But it's a it's a tricky bastard. If it gets right, look, on get you, your you're asses fucked. up to mining control. Find out where the digger dogs were. See if anybody else has been in that area. All right. You okay. heard the boss fresh. Let's go. Okay, super. So mining control is further up station. Um, it's in the sort of uh, below station operations. And they have like a, a light link down to the planetary drop station and can run signals back and forth in real time so they know where the mining teams are at any given time. They run usually six mining crews at a time. Two on planet, 
two on station, two on rotation. Because it takes about one rotation to get down to the planet. So you rotate down to the planet, you do a rotation there, you come back up to the station, you do a rotation there. So there's this constant interplay of ships back and forth. Minor control. Slightly cleaner than the lower parts of the station where you've been. Uh, they actually have people cleaning in here. So the walls are just like an off-white colour, slightly cream. The panels may once have been white, but they've been blasted by enough dust to have lost their luster and picked up a little bit of a yellowish hue. But they also have windows, which is quite refreshing. Just little ones, about yay big, viewport sized. You can look out and you can see um, the planet down below. Have I been up here before? You've probably been up here during your um, initial tour of the station and look around. The planet's designation is EA3036, which is very, very meaningless to almost anybody. And it's brown. It's brown. Um, the surface is almost entirely mud and like rock, which is why people refer to it as the shit. Being on planet is being in the shit. The miners don't like it, but they get paid to go there. Nobody goes from the station down to the planet on holiday because there's no reason why you would want to. It's this sort of muggy, warm, damp environment with mud everywhere. There's no plants. There's no trees. There's no indigenous wildlife that people are aware of. Nothing much bigger than a microbe. Okay. And inside mining operations, you've got three people on duty. They're wearing uniforms. They're a little bit lax about the state of their uniforms. So they've got them like open at the front. They're not wearing ties like they're maybe supposed to. But they still look smarter than everybody else you've spoken to today. Headset. Fresh. Fresh. These, can these candy asses hate my guts. You're going to have to talk to them. Okay. Okay. I'll, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my badge and polish my badge first, and then like put it in my pocket as, as I'm coming in. And uh, I'm gonna kick. Well, I suppose I suppose I can't kick the door because it's probably like a slide door, you know. Uh, but if there's something I can like boot when I walk in, I'm gonna boot it. Okay, yeah. so you walk in and boot a litter bin that sat on the floor by one of the desks. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm gonna go full hondo. You live, we live, live, a live, live, Lily livered pukes? Fresh. It's lily livered. Lily livered <laughs> fresh. And I'm basically going to start like that. You live, live, live. I really can't say it. Yeah. So I'm going to kick the bin. I'm going to go in, like, like, and just like start pointing at them. Get off your ass. Get on your feet. Hondo's here. Show some respect. It's like, God damn it. One of them looks up at you and goes, <sighs> fuck off, freshman. I'm not having that. I'm not You're out of your jurisdiction, kiddo. All, All right, fresh. All right, fresh. Bob, I hate you. You hate me. We've got problems that need solving, though. All right, what's the beef? You don't come up here unless you want something. 
the digger dogs. They came back with some kind of microbial infection. Ah, uh, those fucking assholes, they're always, always cutting corners on decon. Two of them are already dead. We need to know how bad this infection is going to spread. We need to know what our containment protocols are. Where were they working? All right. Hey, Janice. Hey, Janice. Janice, I know you are playing Bejeweled Blitz or some shit over there. Yeah, yeah, Janice, you. Yeah, thank you. No, I don't care if you just lost the mega gem. Digger Dogs. Yeah, the Digger Dogs. Where were they last? What were they doing? No, Janice, you need to go to the operations window to access that information. See, you think you've got problems. Hey, Bob, I told you to fire her a year ago. I can't fire her. Her niece works for Cambridge Wallace. Ah, She can't hold her liquor. She's mean, and she can't do her job. She should be in security with the rest of us. Well, she's certainly got a face for security. I'll give you that. Uh, sorry about that, Bob. I'm, I'm trying to, uh, you know, broaden my repertoire. Yeah, freshman, you should have just stuck with the pretty face routine. Okay. Maybe I'll, I'll work on that. All hey, right. Janice. Janice, Here we do go. you want me to come help you with this? Here we go. Help Let's Janice. take a look. And he, he sort of beckons you over to the little CRT monitor that he's got on his desk. And it's got a 3D model of the planet on it and lines and dots blinking on it, little flags popping off of it. And he takes a, a, a joystick and he sort of rotates the joystick to move the planet. Like, All right, so Digger Dogs went off planet. Uh, looks like... Ill- no, Fifth, 14 hours ago, uh, they were in this location just scoping out a new area. Uh, we, we had some some promising looking pings, shit that looked like uh, high quality ceramics, maybe. Or, um, yeah, I mean, looking at this, this molecular profile, you've got um, better quality shit than the rest of the planet uh, so something that could be turned into ceramics we're talk- thinking about branching out from the, the ore mining as the deposits dry up into more ceramic work and uh, yeah wait okay so they brought back some samples those are still in decontamination now they cleared decon seven hours ago damn is there any chance that what, that your decontamination protocols aren't picking this up? Well, their samples are still down there in decon. But Let's go the, check the, the DDs themselves, they cleared it. So, um, you know, there's decon procedures. They'll pick up anything bigger than a flea. Right. Have, you, have you still got communications with the guys who were working down there? Well, there's no in one decon? down at that location at the minute. We got... Uh, no, I mean, in Decon. In Decon. Yeah. Decon's an automated process. Oh, okay. I mean, we can get a doctor or a nurse out there. Well, the doctor or a nurse out there if we need to. Wouldn't bank on the doctor. He pissed again. 
Well, he's probably dead, but uh, maybe a nurse. I'd recommend, though, before you send anybody back down to that location, that you put a team of scientists in full de- in full contamination gear, uh, taking a look at that area, because whatever this shit is, it spreads fast and kills hard. Okay. Fuck. Oh, God damn it. Look, you've got to clear this shit out, because if we have to report this in to, to HQ, Cambridge Wireless are going to send a science team out here. The station gets locked down for two years. They're going to be crawling all over our asses. Um, nobody likes a cavity search. Mm, no. Well, You're preaching to the choir here. I want this except done. Maybe that I want it done. Hey, well, not, not touching that is, one, uh, Bob. Is, hey. uh, <laughs> is, is Bob. Is Bob related to Clune? Barbara, no. Fresh. No, she's uh, she's a free agent. Bob, I asked if Bob was. Are you related to Clune? Am I Bob? related to Clune? Fuck no. That asshole. Yeah, you kind of got the same kind of. You you pretty much went word for word to exactly what Clune said. Well, you know, when you About hit this sort surge. of senior management level, you'll learn what Cambridge Wallace are like. They they pull this shit. Maybe one day I'll make that. Fresh, if that's one of your goals, you're one of the dumbest people I've ever met. Look at Bob. He's fucking miserable. All right, Bob, we're going to go try right to get this shit up. <laughs> All right, we got to go back to the, we got to go back to HQ. We got to get some better gear. All right, look, this is going to make uh, you unpopular. No. You know who this is going to make unpopular? Kloon. This is going to make Kloon unpopular. But I'm going to ground all ships on planet. For uh, eight hours. You better give me ten. I'm old and I move slow. Ten hours it is. I'm going to pick up the waste paper basket and, uh, you know, just put it back where it was. (laughs) And I'm going to walk backwards. And I'm just going to be like, ding! (laughs) <laughs> Hondo Pat's fresh on his shoulder he's like alright kid let's go back and get some more flamers and a shotgun that you're not going to throw away this time you can hear operations closing down um, the dock and the planet side base locking everybody down to either planet side or station side for the next 10 hours lots of annoyed people on the comms yeah, that makes me smile. Okay. I'll take point. Where are we going, Hondo? Oh, yeah. Back we got to go office. back to the station to get some gear. I know the way. Lead on, my friend. Okay, I'm going to lead on because I know the way. So the grand-sounding station house that you refer to is a small suite of rooms. Um, you've got Clune's office, which has the window. It's this big. Uh, it's little more than a, a glorified cupboard. Tiny little desk, piles of redundant paperwork just lying around. A drawer that's more empty scotch bottles than useful police business. And, and he's actually sat up at his desk clearly nursing something of a hangover 
drinking what looks like it might be slightly watered down tomato juice. How you feeling there, superintendent? Fuck this shit, man. Seriously. I come out here, this is a retirement job, you know? You sit on your ass for a couple of years, you go home with a full pension. I'm not supposed to deal with fucking alien starfish. Hey man, you're preaching to the choir. Give me some flamers, some shotguns, and a shot of that whiskey, and I'll go clean up this mess for you. Fresh, get in here. All right, I shall um, I shall walk in. So with the three hey, of you in the office, it's really quite cramped. Hey, uh, and he, he it, pulls, was, it was mad. He pulls another glass out of his desk. So there are two glasses on the desk. And he pours a little bit of this square bottled brown liquor into each of them, pushes the two glasses across the desk towards the two of you. Boys, this station is a shit show. This planet is a hellhole. Here's to going home. Oh, bye. And he, he clinks your glasses and just drinks straight out of the bottle. <laughs> ah, God, I hate you, clone. But I'm going to keep us both alive and this kid, too. So it's the job. Flamers and shotguns. Flamers, Flamers and, shotguns. and shotguns. Look, uh, I, I got four I, guys on duty at the minute. I've got two down at your request covering the bar. I've got two running patrols around all the dead zones. Yeah. They said it's on your say so. I got the I got four kids claiming double time. You gotta stop doing this shit. It's not your money, Clune. And hey, let's face it, odds are half of us are gonna be killed by this stupid virus anyway. Hey, that's good news. That'll save on the budget. Exactly. All right, if I can square this with the budget, I'll give the boys double time for this shit show. Nobody should have to deal with fucking alien starfish, man. That's a fact. We're, I'm going to need all the extra fuel, too. Took an entire took an entire canister to take out one of them. Damn. I'm going to need two shotguns. Oh, two shotguns, kid. He needs them. Trust me, he needs them. What are you going to do, jump sideways in slow motion while firing them both and shouting no? No, he's going to throw one at the damn monster. I, I, I need a new pattern because uh, it ate my last one. You've been here for two weeks. All right, like fine. One. Get what you need out of stores. Fuck off out of my office. All right, fresh. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Flamers, all the flamer, uh, all the flame canisters we can carry, a shotgun apiece, and baton for Fred. <laughs> yeah, an extra baton. I'm going to make sure the uh, shotgun's loaded. Yeah, because that's a rookie mistake to uh, walk out with a shotgun with no, no rounds. Beverly looks at you as you walk past her desk. Hey, Fresh. She's hey there, Beverly. Chewing gum uh, and doing her nails while watching we, a batch of monitors. We still on for uh, three shits. You know it. Beverly, keep the kids honest down on those patrols. If you don't hear back from one of them every ten minutes, let us know. 
Yeah, I got I got two other patrols coming online in like an hour. Do you want me to just uh, sub them over? Yeah, yeah. Pull them now. Just get them over there. Get them down into the dead zones. Tell do them what I, to look for. Do I need to get a message down to the the assholes in prisoner control? God damn it! Yeah, you better tell the wardens that there may be some weird shit going on up here. Tell them what to look out for and give us a call if they see anything. You know who I hate worse than Clement Fresh? Uh, what, the prison wardens? Yes. Give this man a gold star. You're going to have that superintendent's job as soon as Clint and I die or retire. <laughs> All right, where <laughs> are you heading next? Will. Head, we're headed to the bar, I think. We need to go check in yeah. on the bar. Okay, I thought you were going to decontamination, but you're going to the bar first. Bar yeah. first, then to decontamination. Yeah. Okay, so you get to the bar, and there's this sort of rhythmic pounding noise coming from inside now. The the two two younger police officers who were waiting outside are both looking slightly nervous. They've both got a hand on their dazer, and they've flipped over some of the tables to create a little barrier. Yeah. Between the front um, of the bar and where they stood, I'm assuming this there's like gaps around. I'm, I'm assuming this isn't like a seal. This is just closes down. Yeah. What I want to try and do is get my uh, comm unit, turn it on, uh, basically call Hondo, so his Hondo appears, and then kind of push my screen underneath, so Hondo can see what's on my screen. Oh, I see what you mean. I, it's it's on a hard lock at the minute, so it has been sealed. They've got like a you know like a wheel clamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got those for doors right. as well. So it's got this massive magnetic police lock clamping it to the uh, wicked base of the station at the minute. Uh, you've also got a hazmat tent set up inside this barrier area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in there, you've got one of the station's scientists wearing full hazmat gear. Yeah. And he kind of comes out when you ar- when you arrive. And okay. click something on his suit. He says, uh, Lieutenants, thanks for giving us the call. Um, you called at the right time. Looks like, so this, we- looks like this miner was infected with some kind of parasitic organism. Doesn't look like it was able to properly take hold. Uh, it's It's a fascinating creature, but it, it appears to be dead now mm, was another one down in, in in one of the uh blind sections got the other miner that took off that uh, the lucky luke guess he wasn't so lucky huh no start with this damn giant starfish burst out of his body and his limbs were just dangling hey, off giant the walls starfish. that's what it looked like man i don't know what to tell you hey, no, no I, I get what you're saying the thing in this guy's chest um, has the same sort of structure as a starfish. Well, we burned it out. It had tendrils and veins going all up and down the walls, and we burned it out. The limbs broke off, and these small little yellow pus balls exploded out everywhere. Uh, I think that's how it maybe reproduces. I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like I- eggs to me. Um, but, yeah, we got a similar thing here. This guy, um, it had got into his chest thoracic cavity somehow and was growing 
on the outside of his rib cage. So don't know how it got there, but it had put the, these same tendril things you're saying throughout mm. his bloodstream and was was manipulating his sort of muscle control very badly. But it looks like it's uh, been unable to bond with his nervous system and they're both dead. How about the other miners? I don't know what the fuck is going on in there. Uh, once I'm inside and I turn comms over to recording, I can't really hear much because of all of yeah. this. So are we going to crack the door? Hold on. Hondo pounds on the outside of the door. You in there, shut the hell up and tell me what's going on. All you can hear coming from inside is this kind of rhythmic pounding on the door now, like... When Hondo pounds on the door, like... The pounding gets a little bit louder, like... And you can see that the um, cover on the bar looks like it's starting to bow a little bit. Right. Can I I phone the bar from my comm unit? I'm assuming the bar will have like a... Well, like individuals a... tend to have comm units now, so oh, the bar okay. doesn't need its own one. Right, okay. You could comm the barman, <laughs> but he's at his house probably <laughs> drinking both of those <laughs> bottles and trying to forget everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... All right. What do you think there, Fresh? Um, I don't think what's in there is alive. That doesn't sound like... That, that sounds like a big old... Somebody. What do you mean it's not alive, LT? It's moving. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not like one of us anymore. I think it's a big starfish. Well, the way it's bowing out that uh, one security of them door. Is like, you think big starfish is locked in the bar? Hey, you. Wily Coyote that shit. Mouth <laughs> shut, ears open. He knows what he's talking about. Right. Sure thing, LT. Are we going to pop the door and just melt it? I think everybody needs to pull back beyond the barricade. Okay. Fresh, you and me on burners. You two chuckleheads take these shotguns. Anything comes out of there that doesn't immediately drop to the ground and put its hands behind its head, you shoot. So, yes, sir. They rarely get to play with the shotguns. And I got a burner. I never get to play with it. <laughs> I'm going to look at Hondo as if, like, you know, like, wait for the moment where he tells me, no, I'm only kidding, you're not playing with <laughs> I'll hold two. Fresh, um, right now, you're the only damn person I trust on this station, right. so you, uh, you get a burner. If you burn me, we're going to have a conversation. Yeah. Shall I, uh, shall I, uh, I'm assuming the, the Maglock needs popping i can control that from my calm sir okay right. that's good I'm, I'm happy with that answer i'm gonna so he has both feet I'm we ready. pull we pull everybody back um you know uh, at least 10 15 feet uh who is a non-combatant even further back so we've just a wall of cops facing the door when it pops open okay so you release the maglock and the, the door rattles suddenly much harder when whatever is inside crashes against it. And then with like a shrieking, grinding noise, it moves upwards. Uh, the, the entire bar is dark. 
you can't see what's going on inside but this thin trickle of blood slides out from where the door was and begins to pool next near the hazmat tent which i assume you pulled the scientist out of as well oh yeah 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 yeah. everybody back hondo just glances over at the cop or the the patrol uh guy who was making making a wisecrack goes are you laughing now chucklehead sir no sir does anything come out uh, there is a splash of orange that shoots out of the darkness and okay. we're just pressing go then yeah oh yeah slams into the face of one of the the young officers with the shotguns like (laughs) kind of like uh spider-man or carnage only bright orange and it kind of hits him in the face and he goes and then flips over the barrier and disappears into the bar fresh that was your shotgun Light it up. Can, can you both make a pressure roll before you light everything up? <laughs> yeah, I thought that might be the case. <laughs> I failed. I did not. I got a five on the die for a ten. Okay, total. Simon, so you gain another point of pressure, I'm and then you have to roll a d6. Okay. i got four. What's your current pressure level? Two. You're fine. Cool. Yeah, you freak out a little bit. You've now <laughs> lost two shotguns for a start. <laughs> and also whatever that was it seemed to be quicker and stronger than the last giant starfish you had to fight yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. so we just right under the door just start (laughs) blazing flame is in the door the kid with the shotgun remains like i'm gonna do i'm gonna do figure of eights because that's what i saw hondo do So you do these sort of complementary figure of eight patterns with the flamers while this kid goes hog wild with a shotgun, just blasting over and over again into the darkness. And as the flamers die down and quieten, begin to run out of fuel, this sort of gurgling noise comes from inside and this little stream of orange liquid slightly slick and oily comes out and it mingles with the blood from the previous trail on the floor and then you hear this sort of rattling gurgle from inside the bar Hondo pulls out a new canister, swaps <laughs> swaps his flame canisters. Goes, all right, damn it, Fresh, we got to go in. Uh, I'm going to swap my canister too. <laughs> I'm assuming I brought a spare. I was a bit fixated on my shot. Hondo brought all the spares. <laughs> oh, okay. He goes, here. First, yeah. he burns the trail of orange goo and bloody mix back into the bar turns to the patrol kid he's like all right your partner's dead probably well yeah definitely he's dead reload your shotgun do not shoot the shotgun again 
until we are behind you. Are we clear? Uh-huh. So Turn you step the- up over the barrier and you make your way into the bar. Yeah. Uh, the bar is completely pitch dark. Uh, the light from your flamers is the the little pilot light on your flamers is the only thing that lights it up and a little sort of trail of fire coming up for because they're not proper flamethrowers they're they're like the cheap knockoff ones from alien and inside you can see this hulking body lying on the floor it ripped medical scrubs the tattered remains of a lab coat around its arms looks like whatever this thing was it might have once been the doctor yeah but it's it's about eight feet long because it's laying down and corded with these great big thick welts of triangular starfish like muscle the the head on it has got these little sort of starfish arms at random intervals around it the mouth is is like a big round circle where it used to be a human mouth it's still got the majority of a human face inside it but the face is like shrunk down into the body so that it's staring out from the torso of this creature Uh, the arms are slightly longer the fingers are sort of flexing slightly like the starfish did even after you'd set it on fire and it draws in this sort of ragged breath as you come inside And then I'm going to get you to make initiative rolls. So that's a d6 plus your agility. Uh, one, add my agility of two is three. Right, my agility is four. I got a two, so a six. Okay, so you and the creature are going at the same time, Aaron. So you're skeptical of its deadness. And you seem to be right to do so, because as you enter the bar, the hands flick out these sort of long, thick, web-like strands of orange goo into the ceiling, and it yanks itself upright again, eight feet tall, with the doctor's face and even his ID badge still clipped to the front of a tattered bit of lab coat. There's a cigarette welded to the side of this thing's circular mouth. And it's obvious that this was once the doctor. The light he was wearing on his head is long gone. And also in the room now, you can see the corpses of every single one of those four miners. They've been ripped apart, completely destroyed. And that young police officer... His face is now covered in a starfish-like growth, which is pulsating and sinking in um, through his nostrils, through his ears, in through his mouth. So that's another panic roll, please. Six on the die. I'm doing okay on panic rolls. I got a five, but unfortunately I need a six to pass my panic to stop. Okay, so your panic goes up again. Yeah. So is that you on three or four now? That's me on three. Okay, so make a panic roll. Okay. Uh, I got a three. You got a three. So you are in shock. 
Okay. Your cognitive abilities suffer, so reducing your education and charisma by one point. Okay. Oh, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Sorry, you roll a d6 again. You failed your pressure roll, and then you roll so, to get the effect. Okay. Uh, four. Okay. You are rooted to the spot in fear, barely able to communicate. Your eyes are fixed on the source of your stress. Okay. But he so, can't He can't go above his stress level. He though, can't right? go above his dive. stress level, that's true. So it has to be a three. So it has to be a three. So yeah, your cognitive ability stuff, I was right the first time. Okay. Uh, your education and charisma are both reduced by one point. Okay. While the source of your stress is extant. Okay. Hold it together, Fresh. Aaron, you'll go. Hondo looks at this thing. <laughs> Out of the corner of his mouth, he goes, Fresh, remember, three payments on that bungalow. The deed's in my locker, just in case. Fuck. Uh, so that's a agility and securities plus six. Oh, I got a two on the die, but that's still an eight. Still an eight. So that is still a success. You open up with the flamethrower um, right at the former doctor. And the flames lick around it and catch on the tattered bits of the doctor's clothing. The the camera pans in for a split second on the doctor's ID badge as it melts. And the face in the picture twists to resemble the face on the creature. And the creature stumbles back a few steps, screaming in this weird, high-pitched, gurgling sound. Fresh, what do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to shoot it. Got six. So six, seven, seven, eight, nine. Damn. Your your fire joins Hondo's fire and you push it back even further. I'm thinking thinking what I might do is I was tempted to unclip the canister and just throw the canister into Hondo's flames. It's an idea. You might want to do it next lesson because you said you were going to fire this one. Next lesson, next session, next turn. I'm going to fire. I'm going to fire them. So you open up with your fire. I'll do that. As well. And you push this thing further back into the bar. The bar itself is now also on fire. Uh, A couple of bottles burst and explode and blue flames lick up one wall the surface of the bar is on fire with like the orange flames uh, the dancing flames highlight the corpses dotted around in pieces the creature is going to take one action against each of you then so with one hand it's going to fling a table at fresh so it Cobs this table right at you. Okay. With one of its hands, like enhanced strength, reaches around and flings it at you. So you can soak this with your armor. So you've got two points of armor soak. It does five points of damage to you. So you soak two of those. And then you take three points of damage to your strength. No, you're not to your strength, to your wounds. That's agility plus strength, is it? It's agility plus strength, yes. Okay. 
Okay. Two left. Hmm. Let me check that. Any damage is taken from your strength score. Sorry, yeah, it goes from your strength score, not from strength okay. plus agility. It's just strength. If your strength reaches zero, you're unconscious. Okay. I'm unconscious. <laughs> Because it's just done me three points of damage. So it's done you three points of damage and it hits you with this table. Okay. Knocking you out. You're Fresh. not dying. Yeah. You don't start dying until you get to minus two. Oh, okay. I've been knocked unconscious. You have. By a table. <laughs> By a giant starfish throwing a table. But interestingly, I no longer suffer the minus three, minus one charisma and minus one education. It's true. For the entire time whilst I am on And it's going to shoot some of the orange goo at Hondo, which it does. And it hits you. But instead of hitting you in the face, which is what it was trying to do, it catches on your arm and vest. So it's stuck to your arm and vest and it starts trying to sort of reel you in like a tug of war, pulling you towards it. And then it's Hondo's go. Ah, uh, Hondo's like, son of a bitch, looks down at Fresh, screams out over his shoulder to the patrol officer, get in here, kid, and start shooting. And then he uh, undoes the clips on his armored vest and tries to pull out of it to, uh, to, to get away from this thing. Yeah, so you pop the clips on the armored vest and sort of drop back out of it. Make an agility roll. Agility and security I'll take as well. Okay, so that's uh, plus six and a three on the die for a nine. So you pop the clasps and you shrug your way out of the security vest, which whips into the room and slams up against this thing's hand. And it roars in frustration. Are you having the audacity to escape it? <laughs> the kid comes in and starts blasting. <laughs> Uh, the creature's then going to go again and it hits the kid this time with another one of its tendrils right in the face yanks him into the room at speed the kid goes flying past you like you can hear him screaming quietly around all of the the goop stuck to his face and the tendrils are webbing that are sort of clinging onto him with these little tiny micro suckers and he slams into the body of this thing and starts sort of pulsating slightly as he's pulled in and you can see some of the damage that you've done begin to heal up on the surface of the creature. Can I grab a hold of uh, Fresh's vest on the way out and yank him out of this? Uh, yeah, because the me? second action is absorbing the, the kid okay. rather than taking an action against you. So you... You grab hold of Fresh and you make a strength and security roll to pull him out. Uh, okay, so strength and security, so that's a plus five and a three on the die for an eight. You drag Fresh out of the bar, kind of spraying intermittent flames behind you as you, you go. Make another pressure roll because this is starting to mount up now. Yeah, this is not going to go. Uh, that's a two on the die, so that's a failure. Okay, take another point of stress. What does that put you at? Two. Okay, roll a d6 and don't get a one. Got a five. You're fine. 
So you so pull Fresh back out of the bar. And immediately pull the door back down. <laughs> and secure the maglock, if possible. Alright, make uh, an agility and security roll to get that done in one action. Alright, that's a plus six and a five on the die for an eleven. <laughs> Yes, no problem there then. The panic is obviously helping. That's a good point. Uh, Eldath did point out that Hondo does still have a reroll. That's, I actually got two rerolls. I and forgot actually, about I that. Simon had a reroll as well earlier. I, 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 yep. I, I didn't even know. That's okay. We're, 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 so I get, I'm smacking, I'm smacking fresh. Get up, Clune. This has all gone to shit down here. Two officers down, dead, thing in the bar, growing exponentially, and uh, it hits like a fucking tank. I think we're going to have to blow the bar. we got to blow the bar, we blow the bar. Anything that gets this thing dead means we don't have to call him back up. Suits me. Need, what have you got? What do you need? I need explosives. A couple grenades. Strap them around these... Uh, we don't have grenades, but we do have mining charges. Ex- yeah, that's what I was going to say. Give me some explosive charges then. All right. Get down to the mining dock. Grab some charges. Yeah, you know what? You stay there. Keep an eye on things. I'm pulling everybody out of sleep, putting them on active duty, and I will get explosives to you. All right. Sounds good. You got that hazmat guy there with you? Yeah, he's back here. Okay, use him as a backup medic. Sure. Uh, I don't think nobody's walking out of there. So at the moment, once I get fresh on his feet, we should be okay to hold this spot. Get the doctor, hit him with a stim, whatever. Oh, doc's dead. Then get the science nerd to hit him with a stim. You got it. You got it, chief. Yeah, the doc is that thing. Oh, fuck. Yeah, gotta. You're definitely gonna have to hire a better doctor next time. I think this this might be it for us. Let's just keep it quiet for a few more months, then we're out of here. On your say, so. Fresh, t- hey, you. Science guy, wake him up. Have you tried shouting in his face? What do you want? Oh, I can hit him with a stem. The doctor's kit is right here. So he goes in the doctor's bag and he pulls out uh, an injection spray and he presses it up against his neck and and injects a stimulant into Fresh, who kind of sits bolt upright. No! Hey, Fresh. Next time a giant starfish monster smoking a cigarette throws a table at you, duck. <laughs> Good thinking, Hondo. Yeah. We got hey, explosives. Hondo, where's yeah. your shotgun? I got my shotgun. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Ed, both both the kids are dead. God damn it. Yeah. Man, at least we're still up. They're so, sending up uh, explosive charges. We're going to have to try to blow this thing. The banging sound recommences from inside. And a few minutes later, um, the two cops that were on patrol duty come up. They've, they've both got like a a carry-all over one shoulder each that's full of mining charges 
And these things are not precision explosives for use on a station. They're precision explosives if you bury them in a mountain. Hmm. You do not have a mountain. You have a bar. Okay. As the explosives oh. arrive, a small tear appears in the um, bar cover that's doubling as a door. And you can see that tear getting wider every hit now. Until you can just about make out the orange of the fist pounding into it. That's that's exactly what we need. A way to get this bomb in there. Huh. Fresh, let's uh, strap the uh, flamer um, canisters around this thing. Make it a pleasant firebomb. Okay. Set the, set the detonator for 10 seconds. Push it in that hole as soon as it's big enough. And then run like hell. I shall stand next to the hole waiting until it's big enough to fit this thing through. But it's I'm on the other. All right, now, Hondo, yeah. I believe you have an engineering yep. secondary specialism. All right, can I get you to make an education in engineering role? <laughs> All right, that's uh, plus three. To fabricate and bomb. And a four on the die for a seven. It's not a pretty bomb, but it is a bomb. So you've made this ugly bomb. There's a bunch of detonation charges from mining explosives strapped around a damaged flamethrower with an extra couple of canisters taped to it. I, I Fresh, stand, you're on standby yeah. to throw it in. So it's agility I, I, and security I, I, yeah. from you. I will stand next to the door until I get the thumbs up that it's big enough and then I'm just going to go in the hole. And right, right before he tosses it in the hole, I stick the nozzle of the flamer in and just douse the area a little bit to try to push that thing back Make so it it's got up. a little bit of room. Uh, security, did you, did you say I had a re-roll? You do have you a do. re-roll. <laughs> Woohoo! Let's, let's, let's re-roll that one. Uh, right, five. Um, agility is six, seven, security eight. So that's fine. So you, you kind of... The, the metal is all sort of bowed, bowed out like that with all sharp edges it's not a nice neat hole that something's punched in it's ripped bits of metal all poking out so getting it in without ripping some of the tape or one of the fuel nozzles is the challenge here but you kind of push it up and twist it and roll it into the bar it wasn't as easy as it would have looked as it might have looked this is no movie shit this is trying to cram a dirty bomb in through a ragged hole in a metal door and then we run and jump over the barrier I'm not even going to try and style it. I'm Buddy Carrick style. <laughs> yeah, so you run in slow motion, and as you jump, <laughs> the explosion goes off behind you. So you do that, that Buddy Cop slow-mo flying away from an explosion thing. You, you crash into a vegetable stand that's on the opposite side of the common area from the, the bar. It should have been shot hours ago, but he's been kind of... <laughs> watching what's going on with, with interest and so you're laying there in this sort of knocked over cart of space aubergines and you can see the smoking remains of the bar there's just a gap where the bar was luckily it wasn't up against a, an outside wall yeah thank god I shall pull my taser. 
<laughs> Hondo <laughs> slowly gets up. He likes a fresh. He's like, Ugh. grabs his flamer. <laughs> he's like, fresh. I don't think that thing is going to work if that thing is still alive. Well, and approach. You got to do what you can. He approaches the bar with his flamer, and he's like, "Stay back there, just in case." Get out and talk to the superintendent. So, as you approach Hondo, there is charred masses of flesh just dotted all over the area. Some of it was people. Some of it was this starfish creature that's kind of smoldering and smoking it smells ever so slightly of um, a mixture of seafood and dirt Hondo's looking for any of those little yellow balls there are none of the little yellow balls Hondo does not see any of those Uh, the scientist um has been backed up as well and two more hazmat scientists turn up they start cordoning off the area running a a big plastic fence around it covering the whole thing over in a big tent locking everything in uh, putting an airlock on the outside they run you through an internal decontamination procedure with showers and sprays of various chemicals and then a UV light that's passed over or everybody in the area to decontaminate them as thoroughly as possible. Everybody's called in for blood tests and pee tests and every test that you can think of. They poke and prod and prick at you for days at a time. Clune writes up a report about what's going on but doesn't beam it through says so when when the next ship from Cambridge Wallace comes in we can we can give it to them direct this is probably too important for a direct transfer yeah I think so too superintendent but you know what's not too important for a direct transfer you beaming back to the home office that I get an extra month off of my retirement schedule yeah yeah you know what Hondo I think we've we've earned that so uh, we'll add that into the report and then when the Cambridge Wallace ship gets here we're on it and we're out of here they can't take us back off it once we're on it right you know Clune I've decided I like you after all he clinks a glass with you across <laughs> the table Fresh doesn't notice this because um, he's, he's out with Beverly at this point oh yeah taking in uh, a movie which for some reason is always a 1950s black and white movie because that's all you watch in space isn't it definitely, of course it's that or listening to jazz yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the after, after party jazz but the thing that nobody does notice is this tiny little blob of orange which lands on one of the station rats sort of pulsates slightly and is absorbed into its skin (laughs) and the rat's eyes did this little yellow orange flash as it scurries off into a vent that'll be a problem for superintendent fresh to the (laughs) (laughs) and the camera pans out of the station 
showing it rotating in space above this shitty little brown planet, EA3036. Ships are starting to move again between the two. A Cambridge Wallace cruiser way out distant in space as the camera pans far back with a crew asleep in their long sleep chambers heading towards the station as they go. And we'll end it there with a little bit of space jazz playing from the black and white movie that um, Fresh has taken Beverly to watch and the credits roll and we're done. Thank you very much, gentlemen. That was a lot oh, of fun. Thank you, sir. That was a lot of fun. I um, love this game. Fun. That was cool. Thank you, John Mark Hicks, for Those Dark Places. It's a lovely little game, lots of fun to play, and just brilliant for those occasions where you need to try out something quick and dirty, quick and fast. I've never done a two-player game before, so this nice little buddy cop romp was uh, an interesting little experiment and quite a lot of fun. Join us tomorrow. Is there anything on tonight on North America, Aaron? No, not tonight. Not tonight. Not so tonight. there's nothing on Garblag North America tonight. Join us tomorrow on Garblag Games for Traveller Ren Space, where we find out what's in the box. It's not Gwyneth Paltrow's head. <laughs> or is it? Um, but thank you very much for joining us this evening. Hope you've had a good night. We will see you tomorrow and then next week for more of the same. Take care and good night. Cheers. <laughs>